What's up, cool kids? We back in better with another podcast episode. I am so happy to be chatting with y'all. And one thing that has popped off since the last episode is the launch of the Cool Kids Cry 2 campaign. If you follow me on Instagram, then you saw me posting about it last week. But I created the Cool Kids Cry 2 campaign to raise funds to support those who need help in securing aid for therapy services. And it was a project that I was proud of and I knew it was going to be helpful to people. But I was nervous to put it out. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of nervous to press that button. And I'll share with my newsletter first. If you haven't subscribed, be sure that you hit the link to subscribe to my newsletter. I send it out once a week and you know all the things. And so I shared that with them and I got, you know, a little response back. But once I shared on social media, I mean, I put it on LinkedIn, girl. I put it everywhere. And it... The response that I got back, the donations that I got for it, it just really was a lot. And I think it required me to be a little vulnerable, right? And I shared how I could not pay for therapy anymore. It is February 2023. I have been going to therapy for three years now. It's been a great process and I've learned so much about myself, about the world, about how I process things. And I am at a pivotal point in my therapy journey where I wanted to keep going in that discovery and in that learning and in that processing. The issue is I'm unemployed. Y'all know that. So I was coming up on the end of being able to prioritize therapy right now according to my checking account. And I got my therapy services covered by somebody very close to me for the next six months. And... It really was like, dang, that's crazy how God will literally see your need. And if you share where you are, the power in your pros, you profess your truth, you will get the support that you need. You can get the help that you need. And it's very tangible. It'll feel very real. And it'll meet you right in the spot that you're at. You won't have to finesse and finagle and overdo anything to get what you're looking for. And I got that revelation last week and so getting that right before posting the cool kids crossfit campaign was really dope and it just i saw a word actually from pastor travis green and it said so in the direction of your need when you have a need you it can get really easy to continue to focus on what you need and to have every sign around you look like it's pointing toward the fact that you don't have it. But when you sow in the direction of your need, if you need money and you happen to give money to somebody, or if you are wishing that you could spend more time with loved ones, with friends, with family, but then you give of your time, when you sow in the direction of your need, you find that things come back to you. And so I was working on the campaign and I was typing out what I was going to say and I was creating the graphic for it so I could post that on social media. And as I'm doing that, I was sewing in the direction of what I needed and then I was met with the need. Like my need is met. And because of that, I know that this campaign, I'm trying to raise $3,000 to pay for people's therapy services. And who knows, I could succeed that with y'all's help. And so if you have the ability, I would love for you to click the link and donate any amount that you can to the Cool Kids Cross 2 campaign. Cool kids inspire you. They do dope things. There are people in your circle 
people that you follow on social media that are inspiring to you and every time they do a creative project is dope but cool kids cry too people go through things and a lot of times unfortunately it can be a silent going through or even if it's not silent you might know a little bit but all the details are not going to be spelled out and clear and therapy is a space it's a casing where you're able to unravel in a safe and productive way but it can be deprioritized if you're in a financial struggle. And so I want to be sure that I can kind of stand in the gap with people, stand in solidarity, but also in a place of sympathy and empathy because I'm there also to say that it's okay. But I want to be there with them. Like, I don't want people to vent to me. Like, please go to a professional and in a space that is safe for you to do so. And so that is why the Cool Kids Cry 2 campaign was created. And I would love for yo support so be sure that you click the link share if you can't donate share the link share the post with people if you don't follow me on instagram it's at power pros podcast you'll see it there and just share it on your stories and who knows who will see it who will be moved and who can help us stand in this mission to help people be able to pay for therapy all right so in this episode i want to talk about being so for real please be for real when i said it to my friends you get it. It's like, no, you need to be serious. Or somebody sends me a TikTok, I'm like, be serious. Like, you know, it's just like, a, it's a call to action for you to get it together. Or I'm acknowledging that there's something off, there's something fake, there's something startling by what was said. And most of the time when we tell somebody else to be for real, it's because we didn't see something fraudulent. We didn't see something that's a little, a little eh. I want us to be so for real. And I've had to tell myself that, like, be for real, Des. Like, how you feel? What's going on for you? And as I've been growing, as I've been in relationship with people, community with people, and just expanding in this space, my relationship with myself, my relationship with God, I'm having to be so for real about what that feels like and where I am. And it can feel a little uncomfortable I'm not gonna lie it can it, it causes things to come up and rise to the surface and once it's there I'm like all right what am I doing with this and I just really refuse to accept fakeness or incomplete truths from myself and that's the thing I have been very truthful I like to think that I'm very transparent <laughs> and my vulnerability is a space that I have been playing in and expanding in over the past few months and who I share things with, what I share and not shaming myself or feeling bad after I share. And that is something historically that I've done. I didn't tell one of my best friends something and after be like, now why you say that? You shouldn't have shared that because now she can follow up or now she knows that you had that thought that that was kind of negative and was kind of dark girl like you went to a dark place and now they know how dark your mind can go why did you share that and every time that i did that after i shared something with somebody i took my own power back from me instead of being like look at you look at you i'm so proud of you for sharing that part of your truth i'm so proud of you for owning the completeness of your story and not putting a shadow on one half and putting a light on the other half. And in the world, especially as black women, that can be the rhetoric that we get is you can be you, but don't be you too much. You can share this thing, but your voice and your tone has to be a certain way so I can accept it. And there's a lot of policing that happens. And it's very, very hurtful. I think it's even more hurtful 
when we do that policing to ourselves, when we do that silencing to ourselves. And that's part of the emotional work is accepting your complete truth for you before you even put it out. Your emotions, your thoughts, your actions, they're all tied together, they're tethered. You can kind of undo one piece and see why it happened that way, but it's gonna tie back to the, the root. And the root is what I want to address today because if we can accept the whole truth and be so for real about it, no matter how bad it may seem or what the cultural standard or norm is, it'll take us far. There are a few things that can happen one, you can start to process. So you can say, hey, I'm feeling kind of wet right now and it's coming down from above me and it's coming down a lot. So you start to process, right? And how does that wetness make you feel? Is it cold? Is it a heat that's attached to it? And so you can just kind of process the things around you. You don't have to do anything with them. You don't have to share with other people that you're processing or what you're processing. It's just the fact that it's happening at all. Once you begin to do that, you can go to the next phase, which would be naming. You go from, mm, it's wet and it's cold and it's coming down at a slant to, I'm in a storm right now. So you can go from, mm, I am upset to, I was hurt by the fact that this thing happened to me and it's showing up in this way. But it all comes from just processing first, right? To opening up your eyes, all of your senses, and doing so in a place that allows you to take in all the stimulus that's happening around you. And that could be overwhelming alone. It's just taking in all the things that seem to be going on in your space. And what overwhelms us even more, at least for me personally, is trying to do that and name at the same time. Sometimes I don't have the words for how I feel because I haven't even processed how I feel. Sometimes I am trying to share with somebody and as you share, you need to communicate, you need the language, you need to name. I don't have the language to communicate where I'm, where I'm at because I haven't even processed fully where I am. And so processing is a huge step that we can miss at times. We're trying to, we're trying to hurry up and get to that point where we can share. And that can lead you to sharing some false truths or some incomplete truths because girl y'all don't even have no concept of the entire scope of what is taking place and that is needed when you're trying to be for real and being for real with you first is the compass to letting you know do i have enough direction to bring somebody else along with me on the journey or is this something i keep in the tuck and i can continue to process alone so processing is key. Naming would be next. And then we have moving. Moving, once you have some wisdom, which you get from processing, which you get from naming, you can now move as a sharpshooter. You can move and there's some precision. And you decide again if you should be moving by yourself or if you should have other people along on the journey. And as you do that, you can take in who is supposed to be coming with you. And because you know where you are, you've been able to name the things that you have, the things that you don't have, the things that you feel, the things that you don't feel. You're able to get people to move with you on your journey that have the very tools and assets that you need to help you to be successful in whatever you're moving towards. And so this can be moving to accept where you are. Maybe you haven't accepted it. And so once I realize, hey, I haven't accepted where I am or I don't like where I am or I want to get to a new place, 
I can sign up for therapy. I've decided that I named that I don't like it. I've processed what the things are. What's the it that I don't like? And now I can move to getting help and in, in getting me to that new place, to that new mindset, to those new habits. It could be that you're upset and you need to move towards forgiveness. What does that look like? Moving toward forgiveness could be having some time to yourself and journaling, having time to yourself and writing out all of the events that happened and the sequence that they happened in and what you did and what you didn't do, how they acted towards you, how they didn't act towards you. And just putting it on paper could be enough for you to start to move towards a place of forgiveness. But if you don't acknowledge that you're upset, if you can't name what hurt you because you're trying to act like you're not hurt, you're trying not to name that, then it's harder to move in that because there's a resistance. You're trying to make movements and it's pushing you back or you stay stagnant because you need to be for real in order to really get where you're trying to go. And it could be moving towards God. When I need to move towards God, and sometimes it's not even that I'm far, but it, it, there is a processing that has to take place on how am I moving currently. And that process could be I'm moving good, but if I'm trying to move better or sharper or go deeper, then I'm going to have to do different things to get that. So processing the truth of what's happening and keeping it real with me, not being like, okay, everything's good or I feel good all the time or yeah, I'm Miss Bible Scholar. I'm in my, my word every day. I'm reading down every day, every night. I'm praying every day, every night. Like, you know, if I could be real about processing, okay, how did I feel yesterday? And how much did I pray yesterday? Did I read my Bible yesterday? Did I listen to worship yesterday? And you, you start to just process. There's no judgment that can exist. Then you go down to, mm, I wonder if that emotion is tied to this action, right? So that's still kind of processing, but then you're able to name those things or not. Like I felt a sense of loneliness because I didn't welcome God into my space through worship yesterday. I'm able to start to name that. And then now I can move differently today because of that. And honestly, the same thing happens when we have positive emotions or positive things that are happening. Why did I feel that yesterday? Why did I have that moment at work with my boss when we've never kiki like that? We've never had this situation. I want to continue to move in that way with her. And you can start to assess that. You process it. You can name it that you liked it, that you feel like she enjoyed your interaction, that it's the best one-on-one, -on -one, it's the best lunch I've ever had. And now you can move towards building up the reps to make that a habit. But it all comes from that process piece. And I'm telling you too often, I've had to be real about this, too often, I like to just move. I've said it. I like to just move and I know what's up and I can just get to the next phase of my life. I can get to the next season i can get to the next point of growth i can get to the next stage of me helping somebody else right i want to be there for my folks and processing seems like i'm slowing down it seems like i am halting up the process of growth or i'm not going to get there when i need to get there i'm going to miss an appointment when really you don't want to get where you're trying to go and you haven't processed you haven't named you haven't seen the dopeness in you that's supposed to arrive there. You haven't seen the help that you need when you're supposed to get there. You don't have that vulnerability unlocked because there's somebody there, there's something there that when you meet it, when you intersect at the exact point that you're supposed to and you have done your work, you've processed, you've named and you're moving now, you 
can experience the most euphoric interactions, happenings, miracles, signs, moments than you could if you just were worried about just hurrying up and getting there. And the getting there would be that much more sweet and likely have a lengthier longevity because you are able to stand fully in the moment. So this is all about owning your truth. When you can own your truth for you and not worry about being polished, not worry about being understood, even for yourself, that is the key and that's the unlock. And that for yourself piece, girl, do you know how many times I have, um, I'm journaling and I'll be going towards writing something and I'm like, don't write that. That is so crazy to think or, or to put on paper. Like, you really got to write that? And it's like, no, why would I police me? Why would I stop me from authentically processing what is already happening, right? If it's already a thought and I'm just trying to manifest it on a page, it's already a thought. And so if I can put it down and not try to polish it up, not even try to understand myself, that is what gets me to the understanding. That's what gets me to the clarity. And once you do that, then you can worry about adjusting your delivery. Then you can decide to stand in your truth and who is to stand in your truth with you. And you can make peace with the journey that you're on. Making peace with your journey only happens when you acknowledge that you even on the road, babe. If you can't acknowledge that you're on the road, how is there acceptance? How can acceptance be a, a partner with you on that journey? How can peace be a partner with you on that journey? We talk about having joy and calm in the middle of the storm. How can those things happen when you won't acknowledge that a storm is even taking place? Or if you're at peace and you want to continue to be at peace, but you're not acknowledging that you're in a new area, a new phase, and you're just kind of going business as usual, even though a leaf has been turned, you've been delivered from something, and you haven't given thanks for being delivered from something when you have encountered a newness with a friend, and you haven't been like, you know what? I really like this new space that we're in. Like, it's really feeling good, and I'm appreciative of you for getting past that argument that we had or for that text that I sent that one time. Or, you know, if you can't say it, if you can't be real, how are you going to reap the benefits of the season? Every season that we are in, every moment, every encounter, every interaction has benefits for you. Y'all, I've said it. God don't play by this. He don't just have us doing things. He don't have us just walking down roads and paths just to have us there. If you found yourself somewhere this morning, you were supposed to be there. And so if you're there anyway, if you're feeling the feelings anyway, if you are at this divine moment, why not get everything that you're supposed to get? Think about making a doctor's appointment and you show up to a doctor's appointment and they're calling your name. There is a room. They got your charts in there and they have assessed what you are needing. They've already called your insurance company. Like they are ready and set up to service you. The thing is, they're ready to service you. Imagine if you are on time for your appointment, you've signed in and you're in the lobby and when they call your name to service you in this moment, in this appointment, you just stay in the lobby. When you're supposed to be in the room, in the place that has your name, your situation, your history outlined and that there is a conversation, that there is a development for your future that could be had in that room and you're there but you're not there because you stayed 
in the lobby. That would be foolish. That would be crazy. There's some work that needs to be done. When you go to the dentist and you go there for a cleaning, even if it's just the cleaning, that's work that could be done. And it could be done at a more advanced rate than you brushing your teeth in your house, right? And if you are there and you don't get the cleaning and then you leave, you have done work. You didn't use up your gas. You didn't use up your energy. You have halted you being able to do other things because you made it to the spot you're supposed to be and you were on the journey, but you didn't reap all the benefits. And we can do that a lot of times when we start something and then we stop or we notice something we might have started to process, but that process, it can seem like too much. And so we don't start to name things. And so we're just kind of sitting there with these feelings and these emotions. We're kind of sitting there with the awareness that that person didn't text me back and I didn't like that, but we didn't name, I'm a little insecure or I need to be affirmed or I whatever, you haven't named it. And so you can't move forward. You definitely can't move forward in power. And so we, unknowingly sometimes invite in stagnancy we invite in regression right we're on a path of growth and then you stop because it's overwhelming or it seems intimidating or you it seems like too much in the process you just want to unsubscribe from it and the thing is it's already happening you're just in the lobby now when you're supposed to be in the room and so if you can't be real with you I don't know who you're going to be real with. I don't know who you're going to be real with. You can't even be real with God if you can't be real with you. And if you can't be real about where you are, how you feel, how long you feel that you've been there, what you like about the moment, what you don't like about the moment, it can be that much harder to communicate with other people. And a lot of us are in spaces and moments where it is calling for us to communicate with other people. We are in community with people. We're in community with folks on our job. We are in community with our families. We're in community with our friends. We're in community, even as we're doing side hustles, I've been talking to more creatives that are doing YouTube channels and that are doing podcasts and, things and speaking engagements. And so we're in community with each other. And as you do that, people want to hear from you and they want to know, where you are, and I'm finding that people are really pulling on the parts of me that ain't cleaned up, like they're not cleaned up, they're not polished, I don't have it all figured out, and they are not only desiring to hear from me in those spaces and pockets, but they are holding space for me to do so. And it can be intimidating, right? If somebody is knocking on your door and they're like, let me in, let me in, you're like, babe, come back another day, like that. put do not disturb on the door, this is too much, and there can be times for that, but it's really beautiful and affirming even when you can realize that this person desires to be here, they desire to be on this journey with me, they desire to explore, they love the parts of me that aren't cleaned up, that aren't polished, and they're not shying away from that. They're sharing with me the parts of them that aren't polished, the parts that aren't cleaned up, the pieces of their journey, their life that they don't understand. And there's a piece of community there's a piece of god there's a piece of you that is revealed when you can be in that space but if you cannot unlock that door with you on where you at what's happening what's going up what's going down how are you gonna be able to share with other people it just won't happen and they'll be looking at you and you'll be trying to do whatever and they'll be like girl be for real <laughs> and that's something i do not want i don't want nobody looking at me and being like 
be for real right now because what's happening? I want to be able to give them me and give them me authentically and give them me transparently and also be able to hold space for them. When you build up the reps of holding space for yourself, of being truthful about where you are and having a complete truth and it's not fragmented, you are able to spool that out for other people and they'll be that much more appreciative and there's so much more that could happen and you'll be a huge piece of their journey, whether they tell you or not, because you were able to create that space and hold them in a way that's endearing and not damaging. So y'all gotta do the work and y'all got to be so for real because if you ain't for real, we gon' know. That's the thing, you can't hide it. We're gonna see you and we're going to no. So the power tool for this week is to stand in it. Stand in this part of your journey. Stand in this part of what you're feeling. Stand in these emotions. And don't sit. Because if you sit, you might get stagnant. You might start to get a little too comfortable with where you are, right? Even with good things, don't sit in it. You want to stand. And when you stand, you have a different viewpoint. I'm sitting on my couch right now. And so what's in front of me is different than if I was standing, I'll have a different viewpoint. There's mobility that you can have, so I can move a little bit, right, as I'm sitting down. But if I stand up, now I have a different range of motion. When you stand in something, you're able to move at a different rate, at a different pace. You are able to pull things in that you couldn't pull in if you were sitting, and you are able to go that much further. And it's not it can be at a good pace, right? And not in a rush, but then it's also not in a way that will be holding you back. So stand fully, fully, fully in your power and in your realness, in your rawness this week. It will bless you and it will bless those around you. Quick reminder, if you haven't already, be sure that you click the link and support the Cool Kids Cry 2 campaign. Me and all the cool kids will really appreciate it as we are raising funds for those who need help paying for therapy services. The campaign will be going through February, so you got a little bit of time and two more paychecks to get into it, and we will be giving out the funds in the month of March. So I am so excited to everybody that you know, and if you have donation matching at your job, send it to those channels, some Slack groups, your, your Google Meets, your Teams, all of that, because I want to get as many people involved in this campaign as possible. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter for a little bit of encouragement throughout your week, and you can follow me on Instagram to keep up with all the cool kid happenings that are going to be dropping as we continue to go on this journey of me standing in my power. So remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. See y'all next time. Bye.